Frame TV, man, what's going on? Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. So this episode here, Prisoner of Love. First three episodes dropped on the market. So if you haven't watched them yet, catch up with them, Discovery Plus. And what I'm doing is going to break these episodes down to you, give you the skinny on what's real, what's not, give you my perspective on how I feel about this show. Now, you know here on Free Me TV, we're all about erasing stigma. So that's very important to me, is not to profit off prisoners, not to market off prisoners, but to try to erase stigma. I really feel like this show has very good possibilities in doing just that. So, make sure that you hit the like, make sure you hit the subscribe, make sure you tune in, and make sure you catch what the real skinny is, Prisoner of Love. Okay, so I will say the intro is pretty live, man. I do like the intro. I do like the editing on the intro. Um, it's, 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 it's well. It's done well. And in the beginning, we meet Chelsea, right? And who Chelsea is and what Chelsea does. And, of course, Chelsea's relationship with Mr. Manuel, okay? And all the little mushy stuff there in the beginning and, and all that crap. Chelsea goes on to explain about her matchmaking service, what she, you know, how she came upon it and and what she does with it, the opportunities she sees from it, and essentially that's what the series is going to be about is her matchmaking capabilities and the relationships that evolve from that. Chelsea mentions in there about the stigma behind ooh you're with the prisoner and and I and again this is why I'm here for clarification and to make sure that that stigma right there that Chelsea explained is what gets eradicated out of the people's minds and trying to get the people to understand that just because a person is in prison right or a person is not in prison does not mean that you're not going to be frauded you're not going to be raped, murdered, manipulated, deceived, lied to, all of these things. So, but the stigma is because that this person is in prison, all of those things are more likely to happen to you. So in the intro, right, we, we meet Chelsea and we meet the conversation with her and Manuel. And in the beginning, Manuel, you know, is, is um, already appearing to me as... Um, again, I don't know if this the show is fact or fiction. I know that these relationships are real and they're they're really connected, but I don't know how much are manipulated through, you know, of course, editing of, of Big Brother and, and all of that stuff that they want to, to do. You already know. So but already Manuel already see seems to me as as uh Ah, you know, he already he already comes across to me as as um fraudulent. Let me just say that. <clears throat> and him talking about his cakes, him and his fraudulent cakes. Oops. Now, again, just in the small little clips that I watched, you know, uh, watching Manuel interact with Chelsea, I notice he's not really looking into the camera. You know what I mean? It's not, it's like he's not really looking. At Chelsea, you know, his eyes are always kind of down or shifting around, 
even when he says that he loves her, you know, he kind of leans forward, little giggle, whatnot. So to me, it's game. I see the game. It's just game that, that uh, Mr. Manuel is running. Very easy to spot these dudes, man. So then we cut to the conversation with Mom Dukes and Chelsea, right? Now, this is a serious conversation. And I really appreciate the fact that this, this conversation was put in the context that it was because this is a very, very serious conversation. You know, when a parent is hearing that their child is dating someone that's in prison, it's very scary for that parent. Me, myself, being incarcerated, I wouldn't want my daughter to date somebody that was currently in prison. Things happen. And we have to adjust, right? And we have to understand and we have to adjust. So this conversation between Chelsea and her mother is a very, very important one. And to me, it seemed authentic. Like the mother seemed very, very authentic in the fact like this is very concerning. You know, Chelsea, like, okay, you know, this this was one thing that you were matching these people, you know, but now you've gotten involved with one. And mom makes some very, very key points, you know, that everybody should think about before they get into a relationship with somebody that's incarcerated, especially one that's coming home soon. And especially if you're just meeting this person and they're coming home within the the next several months. So these are things that are, are something that really needs to be thought out. It's a difference when an inmate has a year, two years, three years where there's a lot of interaction before this person comes home. But when you're meeting this person for the first time and they come home in three or four months and all you're thinking about is the physical aspect of it because like Chelsea mentioned, you know, these guys got, you know, big muscles or whatever and they look good and you're just only thinking about the physical, you're putting yourself and your family and a lot of danger and, and dangerous situations. So these things are things that have to be thought out, planned about, and 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 really stuck to. And um and I do appreciate the conversation that went on between Chelsea and her mother. I like Mom Dukes, man. I- so then now the show moves on to Issa, right? Twenty one years old, very cute little girl. Um, young woman, I should say, my bad Issa, you know, you looking for love, I understand. She's moving on now, she's coming in, she's had some tough breaks with some relationships or whatnot, but again, she don't see herself dating no prisoner, but yet she fell into it. So, this is something again, where you're caught by the appeal, the words, the mystique, right? And you're you're just you're you're falling, you know what I mean? You're just you're just falling, and you don't know where or how you're gonna fall, you know. But she's consciously falling, you know what I'm saying? If that makes sense, does that make sense to y'all? So we see, so we see we're going through right, Issa and and Devin's little conversation, and 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 we're meeting Issa and and Devin. Again, Devin seems like a pretty cool dude. Um, to me, right away, I can sense, you know, that there's there's um, some darkness there. You know, there's definitely some issues. So again, right, the the mystique, the darkness, the appeal, 
you know, all, I get all that, you know, but you, again, you have to, you always have to remember, you know, that you're dealing with people with issues, probably a lot of mental health, you know what I mean, and deep-rooted issues, so we always have to remember that moving forward, you know, that we're getting involved with people that have issues, so it's not whether they do or they don't, it's they do and we need to understand what those issues are and first and foremost is does this individual understand that they have issues you know now each case is different of course but so moving from Issa and Devin we move on to Bray 22 year old Bray Mr. Photographer right him and his his, uh, his get fresh crew you know, Chelsea's son and, and, and his other homeboy. Marion, right, which is the, the, the seemed like the, 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 the most hippest. You know what I'm saying? The most hippest, the most down to earth, it seems, right? Because Bray, Bray's naive as a motherfucker, boy, I tell you. And Bray ain't got no idea and no business getting involved with, with that fast ass girl that he's trying to holler at. But I'm going to get into Bray. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to get into Bray. So you got Bray, Marion, and Jacob. Okay. Now, again, I want to to point out, right, <clears throat> you know, and I, I kind of, it's probably hard on Jacob as he tried to describe, like, what his mom does and what she's doing. It's probably kind of embarrassing and things because of Marion's reaction. And if, when you saw Marion's reaction... That's the normal reaction that people give. So again, people like Jacob, people like Chelsea, they're not so much to even speak about the things that are going on. And and when Jacob tries to explain it, he tries to explain it in a way that people will understand, which is, man, it's a business. You can make money off it, right? Again, making money off prisoners. You see what I'm saying? So... The stigma is still trying to be pushed and kept alive, but here, that's what Thomas Freemies for, to try to take away from the stigma and everything that's going on. So, But moving forward, Bray is now entering the conversation with, with Marion and his friend. Of course, his friend Chelsea's son already knows what the time is, so I guess they're, they're trying to explain it to Marion. And Marion, again, does not understand what the hell is going on. He tells Bray to go take a public speaking class because you're shy and so on and so forth. So the Get Fresh crew. So then after we meet the Get Fresh crew, right, then, then we cut to um, Chelsea meeting with her friend Jonathan. Um, Jonathan seems like a pretty cool dude and he seems like he's got um, his head to the ground as well, uh, amongst other things, Mr. Jonathan. But again, a lot of this conversation is built around the physical. And, and these are mistakes that are being made when entering into relationships with uh, inmates because those type of relationships are not physical relationships. So you have to get out of the, out of the mindset that I'm getting into a physical relationship with somebody. Yudaho! Yudaho. That was pretty good, Jonathan. I give you that one. Yudaho. As the conversation continues with Jonathan and Chelsea, she starts to um, explain to Jonathan about 
losing interest or not being able. So the conversation starts revolving around Manuel not reaching out to Chelsea in a couple days. Jonathan uh, quotes it as ghosting, you know, that he's ghosting. How I can explain that situation, being in, in several of those situations myself, is that yeah, when we're in there, we're we're working off survival mode, you know, and we're we're whatever it is, whatever our agenda is, for reaching out to these pen pals, we'll bounce from pen pal to pen pal, until we find the one that suits our needs. And amidst that, it's easy for us just to to stop writing the person and move on to the next person when they reach out to us through the pen pal site, because we'll get letters coming in all the time. Right. So it's easy for us just to stop writing this other person. But this other person on the other end, which is what I, another aspect I, that I love about this show is because it shows us Chelsea gives us a, a real live example of the effect of the other side that we're unprivy to because we're in a in a box and we can easily just shut that off. Right. So. Um, this is this show gives us a great perspective from that angle. So now we cut back to Issa and her homegirl that they're bringing on. So, so the show kind of introduces like all these little confidants that each, you know, each person um, confides in throughout the show. None of them know anything about prison experience. So all the all their their reactions are all the same. Just like, whoa, what are you doing, man? Like seriously now what i can say about Issa's friend is she again seems to be pretty mm -hmm. pretty intelligent and pretty um pretty down to earth and hip to to what's going on so i do dig that um but these are these are real live concerns of these people that that have when they find out about people dating inmates so here again as the conversation continues between Issa and her homegirl, some of the concerns of Issa now is starting to come out, right? And she's starting to realize, like, whoa, okay, now I'm really digging this cat. But now these questions are starting to come out. So, again, you can see the domino effect already starting to begin from the beginning. It was just done incorrectly. It was done out of appeal versus intelligence. So then we, we cut to now Bray going to the barber shop with his dad right and now letting his dad know about the business that his son has now gotten into now of course the father he, the father seems cool and the father seems hit but again he's showing his concern as to you know what really honestly what was good about that scene in the barber shop is it kind of let let you know that the dad really wasn't into how square that his son is because again i'm a father so i think my kid is the coolest kid in the world but are they really you know what i'm saying and do we know that so again you caught kind of a glimpse that the father really was unaware that his son was so shy in that in that way because the dad is telling the son, like, just go to a bar. This is what I used to do. I go to a bar and step to a woman and just say this and that. But that ain't the son. And the father obviously ain't made that connection until maybe this, this occurred. But I dig the father, how he listened. 
and he allowed life to just occur and responded to life so again these are key moments in the show that i'm really digging we do a quick cut to isa's um diary cam and again she's just expressing more feelings for devin and more concerns that she wasn't thinking about from the beginning um meeting his family now things of that nature so we cut to the scene with with chelsea meeting with bray and his dad um, with some of the questions, some of the red flags. Uh, I do agree that, yes, if, if somebody is telling you within a couple of weeks that they love you, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad or fraudulent, but it does mean that it's obviously not love, but it's, it's an attachment, and that this person is, is, is growing a severe attachment for whatever reason, right? Whatever that agenda is, but... A lot of times, um, yes, we will have the urge to tell somebody that we love them because we love what this person is producing within us just in that moment in time. Now, it could spark into an everlasting relationship or it could just um, be something fleeting that while I'm going through this tumultuous time that I'm going through, I love the fact that this person is here and, and how this person is corresponding with me. So uh, the red flag about money again. Yes, but these are constructions that you're supposed to have and know before you're going into these relationships. You know, if I'm willing to send this person money, how much am I willing to send this person each month? You know what I mean? Um, I've had pen pals write to me that would tell me right out of the gate, I'm not sending you money, do not ask me. When you do ask me, I'll cut off correspondence, blase squaw. So it's setting confines right to the relationship that you're getting ready to enter until you feel that you can broaden your horizon some or however. But it all comes through communication, trust, loyalty, things of that nature. Again, Chelsea gives great advice. You don't want to give too much too soon. Um, again, the inmate is the one that's in the position to be open about who they are because the civilian is the one that's putting all of their trust on the line. They're not in prison. The other people are. So the person that's not in prison has a lot more to lose in that moment. So if an inmate's intentions is true, they're going to understand that. So they're going to be the ones to be more open because it's it's their trust that has to be to be earned. If an inmate is trying to get you to be more open than they are, then that is definitely a red flag. So then in, in the midst of the conversation between Bray and his dad, we um we go through the matchmaking process, which is pretty cool. So is Bray sitting down scrolling through these inmates scrolling through these inmates that um have their records laid out and pictures and such and and small little videos and you can go through and select which ones you want now bray makes the same mistake everybody makes and that's the pretty girl the pretty pretty girl who looks innocent that looks like she needs to be saved from a situation bray mistake number one no more names with ets on the end of them. Boy, I, I think Pops got convinced that he wanted to do it when he was reading and going through them profiles. Boy, Arlette, 
Boy, you made your nice little profile. Like, I give, I give you daps. Sell them, Chelsea. Sell them. Hook them. So we end up the barbershop scene with Chelsea, you know, getting the dad involved in it and him thinking about um, getting involved. And uh, like I said, man, the dad is hooked. We cut to back to, to Issa now, meeting um, Devin's mom. Again, there's a lot of good points in there. Mom Dukes is keeping it real with Issa, which again is um is much appreciated in the fact that like you know you you really have to know what what it is that you're doing this just isn't no fly by night you know pretty boy stuff that you know Devin's really got some issues you know and you really need to know who he is before you delve into this because as mom dukes is telling her you know you're a pretty young girl you have a good life ahead of you you know it takes a lot of work being in a relationship with a prisoner we cut back to the to the scene again with Chelsea now. Um, she hasn't heard from Manuel for a little bit. So, yeah, Manuel done got him a newbie, you know. He done got him a newbie, and he's done moved on. After the scene with Manuel bites the dust, we cut to the Dad Dukes again. And Dad Dukes is saying some really good stuff, man. And again, he's going in it with the expectations that one should have going into a relationship with somebody that's behind bars. So I'm kind of interested to see how Dad Dukes is going to turn out, man. So now we cut to the scene where Dad Dukes confides in his homegirl, Charmaine. And Charmaine is a black woman. Yes, she is. Skeptical of everything. So we get into the end of the episode and we find that for sure that Manuel was a was a dirt bag and we find out through Ashley who schemed her way into a little plot herself I don't know how keen I am about that I think Ashley might have been trying to slip in the back door but you know what I'm saying you know how these women are too right so anyhow Ashley you know makes a fake profile reaches out to Manuel Manuel responds with his dabbing near ass Thinking he's Manuela. Huh? Okay. Um, Ashley gets the scoop, drops it off to Chelsea. Chelsea confirms that Manuela is a piece of shit. So, again, these are one of the options that you can pursue if you really want to understand and know that the person that you're writing is sincere um, in what they say. But that needs to be conferred between both parties. It shouldn't be that your homegirl snuck off and done all of this stuff without the other person knowing that's that's no bueno peace out episode one prisoner of love check it out monday nights